truth. Once again, I am glad to be back with you folks here on a Monday, and uh, gee, uh, the 6th of November, voting day has come up in a lot of places all over the country. I encourage you to vote. I know, I know, it's uh, you wonder why sometimes, but if you don't, somebody else will, and they'll make your decisions for you, you know, so do the best you can, and we'll have to just keep uh, putting up whatever resistance we can in the meantime, as you know, a lot of things going on. Uh, look for those local issues. Those are always the things that are probably going to affect you the most right there. Your local sheriff, uh, you know, your school board. We got a bunch of Democrats running on our school board, uh, District 6 out here where I live. And, uh, you know, these people need to be thrown out. But the Democrats are putting huge amounts of money on these candidates for a school board. I mean, it's amazing how much money they probably spent, probably well over a million dollars on school board Right. You know, you would think they'd uh, maybe spend half of that on a dog catcher. No. You know, that's how important it is because they're ripping uh, the people off for the school uh, mill levy taxes and they're, they're bad teachers and everything like that. These people are living a very high life. Let me tell you that these school board people. So anyhow, th- those are important issues. Uh, also tax issues, things like that. You know, if you get informed the best you can, try to get your ballot in. Uh, I still believe we should press for impeachment. I know that sounds like it's an uh, one of those kind of uh, comments to a lot of people, but we've got to stop uh, what Biden is doing for our international security by allowing these borders open, friends. That is a serious problem. We have enemies within the gates. This is another reason why you need to get involved locally, because um, we're going to have to pull our communities together pretty soon here. We have people who have uh, ill will on their manifesto, if you like. Uh, speaking of uh, manifestos, this uh, trans shooter's manifesto has been leaked from the Nashville shooting. If you've heard about that, the Nashville trans shooter's manifesto has been obtained by my scrotter. You can watch the video below, and it talks about who this guy is. He's a you know he's a you know complete left wing freak, of course. The last one was a guy who was, uh, you know, going through some real serious problems in Maine. You know about that situation. He he shouldn't have ever had a firearm. And this is one of the reasons why if you ban firearms, uh, nobody that's lawful will have them. And these people will continue to have these kinds of automatic weapons. So we want to hold on to our Second Amendment. Anyhow, I don't want to get too deep into that because these stories are always coming and going and we're seeing the same kind of crazy people always at the root of it. And, you know, isn't it odd that crazy people seem to be the ones who uh, are always behind things like this? You know, we have uh, 19 terrorists who crash into the World Trade Center in jet planes that they couldn't fly. Uh, You know, we have... uh, 
you know, we've had all kinds of other people like this, uh, you know, right wing extremists. They were told we were told that by Janet Reno and so many other people at that time back in, uh, you know, uh, what happened there, uh, both in Oklahoma City and Waco. You know, they're always trying to paint certain people up in the media and the media is going handily along with it. And that's why you listen to RBN. Okay, so yeah, a lot of things are going on, and I did get a note that uh, John uh, Statmiller, well, you know, the late John Statmiller, of course, is having another book drive there, and I wanted to, to uh, promote that because it's another way you can help the uh, the network, and you can also help yourself to some very good information. You can go to our website at rbnrepublicbroadcasting.org, and you can make a donation, and you can uh, find your way into finding out how you can get some of those books as a favor to you uh, that... Uh, we will. Uh, they will be sitting out there from the network, and this will also help us stay on the air. And I'm a, friends, I'm a uh, volunteer. I, I just want to be here. I spend my own time. You know, I'm on my own dime, if you like. Uh, but this is important to me because you're important to me. I really love you, you people. You know, you're out there. You're doing all you can for us. We want to, you know, do the best we can for you to keep the network up and running. And uh, John's been gone now for over two years, as you know, John Stadmiller, and he passed away on right. For Halloween, I think it was, uh, two years ago. But we're keeping the network up. And, you know, thank God that, uh, you know, people like Mike and Julie and all the rest, Sam, are, people are working there. Let's uh, keep it going. So get online, see if you can do a little bit to help uh, support our sponsors. We've got some good people. Enough said about that, of course. And I can't say enough, but the reality is uh, we need your help to keep going on. And we appreciate all of you out there. Might be able to take some calls this time. I uh, don't have a whole lot on this show uh, set up. Uh, of course, uh, the whole thing that's happening in the Middle East and everything that's going on right now with Gaza and with the Israeli policy of trying to eradicate Gaza with the intervention now of people like Erdogan. And I can tell you this, I'm not a Erdogan fan by any means. The guy is playing this for politics. And this is what Mideast, uh, politics is all about, kind of like here in the U.S. You know, people get involved with what they think are some sort of social uh, plan for everybody else. And uh, for some reason, you know, Erdogan, who is kind of unpopular in Turkey now, has the ability to rattle sabers and get everybody behind him on some sort of uh, uh, famous Islamic uh, jihad, not really a jihad, but an Islamic defense, if you like, of Gaza. They didn't do a lot for Gaza while it was there. And, you know, they didn't, uh, I mean, they did do some things. They actually ran the blockade, I recall, a few years back when the last uh, expedition took place. But, you know, know, you have to ask, what is Turkey's interest? You have to even ask, what is Iran's interest? You know, why is Iran so bent on trying to destroy Israel? I, I think I've talked about that before. You know, I, I don't want to go too deep into this again, because I think I've talked about it. But you know that I was going to CSU, Colorado State University, back in 1978 and 79, had a little friend who was a Jew from Iran who had come over on the good relations that the United States and Israel actually used to have with the Shah. But the Shah became very unpopular over there uh, due to his uh, activity with OPEC, starting OPEC and directing this problem for the petrodollar. And so the CIA decided to take him out. 
uh, of power, which is what they've done so many times with these kinds of people who get into these positions. Saddam Hussein, Batista, uh, you know, we saw what happened with Hugo Chavez. I mean, how many others are out there, been out for so many years? And sometimes uh, the people who take over are worse than the people who were there. But the Shah had a lot of problems with his uh, very, very dangerous and, and brutal secret police. They were called Sadak. And uh, the people of Iran were really uh, suffering under this kind of what you might call a hobnail boot uh, authority, you know, a jackbooted, uh, brutal secret service that uh, the Shah had. And this is why he was unpopular there. They could have had a better and more liberal uh, leader like uh, Shapur Bakhtiar, who they actually traced down and murdered many years later, I think in Paris in about 96. Uh, But instead they got these mullahs, uh, Shiite mullahs in power. And I've known people from Iran, and uh, you may have known a few too. Things went really, really bad when the Shiite... uh, Ayatollah Khomeini took over for a lot of the people in Iran. I think Iranians are actually very smart people. Uh, Persians have a lot of culture, but, you know, I've said this before. Um, You know, the thing is that you have very, very uh, politically active people in all these places who want to get into power, who can stir up a lot of the masses and can create a, a front, if they, if you like, call it a front or a political axiom to a controversial subject in a country far away. It's happened right here in this place called the USA, I think. Remember that, you know? So anyway, you know, the uh, the alliances between Israel and the United States, uh, Saudi Arabia actually has alliances there. Jordan's been getting along pretty well, actually, with a, a good agreement with Israel after all these years, even though their uh, their police actually control the Temple Mount area. What are they called? The Wat? Wat? A police force. They actually are in charge of that temple area, and they try to keep order there. A lot of the Muslims go over there, and they, they pray, and they lay out their prayer, prayer shawls, you know, and they pray for a little while. But there's a lot of rocks in the prayer shawls, if you notice, right? As soon as they're done praying, they'll be hurling those rocks over the wall upon the people uh, down in the west, western wall area, the Wailing Wall, as they call it, and then they'll go home. Uh, I mean, so it's not a good situation there, and it's going to continue to be that way. I'm going to say this. It's going to continue to be that way. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and we'll, you know, we'll be watching that over the, uh, the next few years. It's going to go all the way, ladies and gentlemen, until they have a big battle out in this valley called Megiddo. Have you ever heard of that, Megiddo? I don't know how many miles it is, 40, 50 miles to the northwest of Jerusalem, somewhere out in that area, big valley. Uh, you might have heard of it. Uh, another, uh, another terminology is called Armageddon. All nations of the world will be gathered against Israel. You can see what's getting ready to happen. This is going to keep heating up, friends. It's not going to go away. Okay? This is not going to go away. And uh, there might be a man of peace who can settle it. He's going to come in and set up a covenant for seven years, and it's all going to be fine. And, uh, you know, this uh, covenant that he will confirm will allow all the people to kind of uh, congregate in this religious city called Jerusalem and have their place and be happy. And it'll work. Uh, very well for everybody. They'll, they'll think it was and in the middle of that covenant and uh, halfway through, if you've read the uh, book of Daniel in the ninth chapter, in the middle of that covenant, he's going to say, okay, all bets are off. Now I'm God. And he's going to set up an image of himself. And he says, anybody who wants to buy or sell is going to take my mark. 
and that's the way it's going to be. So you're waiting. We're waiting to see this, and and just like clockwork and like a map, you could actually see these things taking effect, which is one of the reasons why. I was attuned to what happened in Iran in 1978 and 79 because I had watched what was going on there and I said they're falling into the alliance of the Gog Magog uh, operation here, which is that, uh, if you read about it in 38 and 39, takes place after the restoration of Israel. There will be an attack by, most people believe it's Russia. I'm not convinced it is, but I can tell you uh, we know that Turkey will be involved. Now, Turkey has just joined. There are two more nations that are not part of that affiliation yet. One is Libya. The next is Ethiopia. Okay. Iran, joined that affiliation, and they're a part of that as well. Okay, I think we've got a little bit of time, and I got a phone call from Layla in Canada. Let's see if we can get around real quick, uh, Julie. Let's see what uh, Layla has to say. Layla, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. I'm quite curious about what you mean about the alliance with Libya, Ethiopia, Iran. Uh, are you referring to biblical parables, or are you talking about modern-day geopolitics? Well, I'm talking about biblical prophecy, not parables, but prophecy. So, and we're seeing it uh, one by one, that all these pieces are falling into light. Now, this isn't going to happen right away. A lot of people think that Gog made Gog invasion is coming. I don't think it's going to be here anytime real soon, but eventually it's going to solidify. Uh, they, they often refer to uh, Gog as Rosh. The word is actually Rosh, and some people think that's Russia, but the word Rosh only means leader. Like if in, if you heard the no, Jewish, actually, Rosh in all Semitic languages means the head or the beginning. Right. Right. Yes. Like Rosh Hashanah. Exactly. Yes. So that may Rosh not in, in yeah. Semitic also in modern Semitic dialect, Rosh means the head. Yeah. Right. In all of the Semitic languages. Yeah. So that may not be Russia, but then again, it could That's be. Not I don't Russia. know. Russia has nothing to do with Russia. Russia didn't exist when biblical. Uh, uh, what you call prophecies were made. Yeah, uh, are you, you suggesting that the prophecies are kind of inevitable, that there's yes. modern-day geopolitics has nothing to do with it, or they're just um, kind of window dressing for the biblical prophecies? No, I, I think they're absolutely uh, uh, pertinent because we're seeing exactly what's, what is foretold happening. I mean, it's almost like reading the newspaper from uh, two years from now or three years or 10 years or 20 years. Uh, you know, I think that's the most interesting thing about them is that they are so accurate. And as I said before, you know, I knew when Iran was uh, falling at that time, they were slipping into darkness. That's been 44 years now. They haven't come out of it. Libya no, will be excuse next. Me, what do you mean they were slipping into darkness? They were asserting their right to be masters of their own land and not to be controlled by the oil companies of Britain, uh, perhaps the Dutch oil companies, as well as the uh, American oil companies. They were asserting their rights, and the Shah was bought off. And no, the Shah you you, uh, you could argue that. But, uh, the Shah oh. was not the legitimate leader. A lot of um, Iranians so, would argue with you. They would. I know Iranians that would tell you, no, no, you that's know, not what happened. Country has, every country has factions and different views. Everybody yes. serves their own interests. There's always tribal interests. Oh, there I were agree. tribes that owned the land where the, uh, the Bakhtiadi, they owned the land where the oil was, dis was discovered, and they were betrayed uh, by uh, those who made alliances with the British and the Americans. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that was the that was what set people off. Nobody likes to be exploited from the outside. Sure, and uh, you're probably well, aware of Mossadegh too, right? In '53, that was overthrown to put the Shah in power, right? 
That's right. And he was overthrown, yeah, yeah with an American assistance. So yeah. there has always been interference ever since right. the First World War when uh, they realized that they needed oil for their planes, their ships, and a number, a number of other, uh, you know, instruments of war. Uh, they needed to conquer the Middle East. That's why there were three British colonial offices in that region starting around 1900. There was a yeah. British colonial office in India because they were raping India. There was the British colonial office in Egypt where they were exploiting the people, and that gave rise to the peasants creating the resistance called the Muslim Brotherhood, the Egyptian right. Muslim Brotherhood. That right. was a resistance to the British exploitation. And then you Although now controlled by the British, what I understand. They were, they were also in Mesopotamia where they were trying to drum up support amongst the people in the Ottoman Empire to fight against and overthrow the Ottomans because Mark Sykes and Georges Picot of France and Britain had signed a secret agreement that they were going to divide up the Middle East amongst themselves. It was a secret deal until yeah. it eventually became known. Yeah, but France there's, there's and England. Of, uh -huh. There's yeah. a lot of misunderstanding about that region and its history. And the reason Erdogan is involved now it's because he's basically the inheritor of the Ottoman tradition. Where well, they that's a good reason why he shouldn't be the there, Ottoman I think. <laughs> Ottomans Pardon? were awful. They murdered how many Assyrians and uh, uh, the Assyrians and Armenians? 300,000, something like that? Ataturk was a crypto-Jew. Well, it might have been, but... actually a homosexual crypto-Jew. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why the Ottoman Empire went bad. I'm sorry... You okay. invited calls, so please let well, me... Well, I did. All right. Let me, let me give you a little bit of accurate But you haven't given me an opportunity to answer either, okay? First of well, all, you know, the Shah may have been a bad guy, but I'll tell you, I know Iranians who will tell you it was much. it is much, much worse now than it ever was under the Shah. And you might say he was a bad person, but I think, that, to be really honest with you, uh, Iran has got slipped into darkness and never come back. Now, go ahead. I'll, I'll give you time. I think you're gravely mistaken. I also know a lot of Iranian people and have known them for decades. And I also, as someone born in Bethlehem, Palestine, as a Christian of the Antiochian Orthodox Church, I happen to know a lot about the area, not only from the time of my birth, but all the research that I have been doing since we, we fled uh, on the face of the Zionist invasion. And what has happened? Really Zionist. What has happened? What has happened to the Christians in Bethlehem? They've been driven out. If right, you saw right. the Bob Simon, if you saw the Bob Simon story done on 60 Minutes, probably about 10 years ago, for which the Israeli ambassador to the U.S. called the president of CBS and said, "We want you to stop the story that Bob Simon is going to do on why the Christians of Palestine are running away. He's blaming Israel for it." And so the president of CBS contacted the producer of 60 Minutes and said, you've got to put a hold on Bob Simon. Well, Bob Simon actually interviewed uh, Oren, uh, Michael Oren, I believe his name was. And uh, he, Bob Simon told him, Mr. Ambassador, I've been doing this stories like this for decades. And I've often had complaints about my stories, but never before they were aired. I never had anybody... The, the strings at the top to prevent my story from being aired and stifling the information I want to reveal. He, in, Bob Simon included that in his story. 
a few years later, he died the same way, ironically, that Diana died. He took a limousine, and then that limousine crashed. And what was the story that, oh, he was at fault because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Bob Simon died. But, and they said the driver of the limousine was, had a record for drunkenness. I'm sorry, a limousine yeah. service that drives. we got a break here, Layla. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll try to hold you over if you can. Give me another couple of minutes on the other side, all right? Because I like what you're going, where you're going. Let's hear your, your, what you have to say. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Lightspeed will be right back. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com Attention freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Welcome 
air, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to be back with you on Lightspeed. And I got Layla hanging uh, over the break because I like what she had to say. She's got a lot of experience here. And, uh, I, you know, she may not agree with me, of course, but that's okay. Let's hear her out. Layla, are you still there? Let's go to some other comments yes, real I quick. Yes, I am. Actually, I just wanted to finish the point with Bob Simon and uh, the uh, Israeli ambassador to the U.S. that tried to block him from even doing a story on what was driving the Christians. My fa- I was born there. I was born in Bethlehem, baptized in the Church of the Nativity under the Antiochian Greek Orthodox Church. So I know what happened. We fled because the Zionists were coming in. They had organized terrorist gangs, which the British labeled as terrorists. That was the Yadgorn, the uh, Stern Gang, the Lehi, the Palmach, the Haganah, and they were led by people like Menachem Begin, Yitzhak Shamir, and all and, and Ben Gurion and a lot and Jabotinsky was was a fascist. A lot of people don't recognize he was a fascist, and he created Beta, the brown shirt in Palestine. But we fled, hoping that they would be defeated by the British, and then eventually we would be able to come back. So we were left as British subjects. Other people did not have the resources to leave, and they ended up staying there, and they became the 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 the. the the poor Palestinians of today that are living under terrorism, basically state-operated terrorism. I am accusing Israel of being an illegitimate state created through deception, bribery, and manipulation of the voters of the United General Assembly of 1947 under the theoretically homosexual Lester Pearson, who was working for the British, and that the Balfour Declaration was issued not only by the British, but with the authorization of Woodrow Wilson, who was pressured into agreeing to the Balfour Declaration by the Zionist Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandeis. Felix Frankfurter and Louis Brandeis, both Zionist, President of the World Zionist Organization, Frankfurter played a major role at the Versailles Peace Conference in 1919, peace being double-speak, and that he was, the, the two of them together carried on illegal extrajudicial activity to influence three presidents of the United States. Taft, as well as Woodrow Wilson, uh, Roosevelt, and very likely Truman, because apparently Truman had very negative words to say about the Jews. I, as they were his advisors, it would not surprise me if they, had a, if they played a role in the, U, in the use of the atomic bombs for which the U.S. has been blamed as the bloodthirsty people. So yeah, I there's, there's a lot of good history there. You know, I, I would say this, though. After the after the occupation, if you like, uh, Bethlehem was al- allowed to flourish again to some extent, wasn't it? Now, why is it that only, everybody's only been driven out now? Did not, only because the Zionists did not want to alienate the Christian Zionists. Right. And the Christian Zionists have moved into Palestine and destroyed the interpretation of the Bible. Because the Europeans did not understand the original Aramaic or the original Greek. Now, I, being Greek Orthodox, obviously know something about Greek, and I know something about... I know Aramaic because I was born into that language. My, I am descended of the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. So we I have, are... I have relatives that, that are... Because we were scattered yeah. all over the world, I don't... I can, it's hard for me. Only through DNA have I been able to find relatives uh, that, that scattered around... But the thing is that Israel, the Zionists, have taken on 
the characteristics that were within the Christian and the Old Testament. They have taken those characteristics on as a false mantle. When there are people who say that they are of the synagogue of Satan, I would have to agree. When I first heard it, I was offended. I, I, I said, that's wrong, because we all live peacefully. In fact, we live so peacefully in, in Palestine that on the, the Shabbat, when Orthodox Jews were prohibited from doing some activities, my maternal grandfather would send not one of his workers or one of his male relatives, he would send his only daughter to the house of his close Orthodox Jewish friend to do for them the services they were not able to do for themselves. That is how much mutual respect and trust existed between Judaism and Islam and Christianity. Prior to 47 years Muslims have always recognized Christ, and mm-hmm. they have always respected the Virgin Mary and, and treated her with utter reverence. Yes, so but, but Muslims have been pretty hard on Christians throughout the world, and that's, that's increased in recent years. They have been instigated. No, if, if I would argue that. At, let, me, let me make a recommendation. Look for Avi, A-V-I as in Victor. Okay. The last name is Shlyam, S as in Sam or Samuel. H-L-A-I-M, and look for the one that says the forgotten history of the Arab Jews. In there, he describes how they did not want to leave Baghdad when Israel was created. But the Zionist underground, working with their handler out of Tehran, because that Shah at that time had covert relations with the Zionists in Palestine, they, create, they planted bombs to scare the Jews and force them to leave the Arab countries and go to Israel. We're All right, we got to run again. Leila, uh, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, good information. We'll get back and we'll talk about some other things maybe after the break. Stay tuned. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. 
Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Starr is joining. you got a great show going today. I appreciate that call from Layla up in Canada. We have a lot of listeners up in Canada. We appreciate them. And all over the world, really, people are listening. So, you know, it's good to have uh, the input. It is. And she had a lot of great things to say. I, I disagree with her on a few things, of course. I, I, I believe we're in the mode of the prophetic coming to fulfillment. And uh, we're seeing it step by step, nation by nation, joining this alliance that will eventually be there. But I don't put a timeline on it. I don't think it's going to happen in the near future, in the near future. By that, I'm saying the next two or three years. I still think it's a ways out. We'll see what happens right now. Uh, things are heating up, of course, and they may cool down for a little while and then reemerge as this is going to continue. But I got Lark in Texas, and probably Lark's got something to say. Let's see if we can get to him. Lark, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hey, Lark. Listen, uh, I just want to put out a put a shout out to uh, Layla uh, that I think we should talk. Uh, Layla, the people at RBN, the board ops, they've got my contact information. If you'd ever like to to talk, but I want to I want to address what she had to say about the Shaw. A lot of people don't realize it, but the Ayatollah Khomeini was being educated in a commune in the south of France prior to the 1979 revolution, which eventually ousted the Shah, forced him into exile, and he got cancer and he died, as we all understand. 
but uh, I've had personal dealings in my past life as a business person with a family by the name of Bagheri. And the name is spelled B as in boy, A-G-H-E-R-I. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a man who had two degrees from Oxford University. He had his sister educated at the Sorbonne. We're talking about a billionaire. And the name Bagheri, under the Shaw, that family alone was like the Bechtel Corporation of Iran. And we have to understand what happened with Milosevic. And, and Layla's absolutely right about Ataturk. A lot of people don't even know this. It's incredible. The information is not like it's being quashed. It's out there, even on the, on the Internet. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm very familiar with the story of what happened in the early 70s. I had Iranian friends that were sent over here to train as pilots because, of course, the uh, companies in the United States sold Iran you know, a fleet of uh, jets for which they had to train the pilots. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I, I had friends that are Iranian going back to the early 70s. And, uh, uh, but, you know, the fact is, is that people like Layla really need to be given a voice on this network. And I would recommend anybody that can let this damn woman talk for two straight hours to let them provide the platform because... Americans have been dumbed down in so many ways about our history and everything else for the entirety of our lives. Now, Steve, you and I are not too far in age. I'm pushing 70. Hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, when you get a little bit older, like us, we kind of know a few things. Hmm. And one of the things that I know that I've learned in my life is that when I sense somebody has got some truth to tell... By God, I let them talk because right. I want to learn. And I know you're no different because you're a good guy. You're bright. And uh, you've been around, too. Oh, yeah. But that's really all I need to add. You know, you, you, the thing about it is, is that, you know, there were rumors in years past that the Shah himself was a crypto Jew. And nothing surprises me anymore. You know, like a lot of people on this network... Uh, think a lot of these white nationalists are heroes that are trumpeted out there as being uh, patriotic or heroic or somehow uh, shining beacons of light. Well, this extends really to uh, a lot of what we accept as facts about history. You know, this is why I applaud the likes of people like Michael Gaddy being a part of this network and some of the younger, the newer voices that we have on RBN. But, you know, I would love to talk to uh, people like Mark Anderson at length about American Free Press. Do you think I'll ever be given an opportunity? Probably not. Well, I, I don't know. I think we might have something coming up for you, you know, because uh, we, we want to get a lot of different voices on here. And, of course, I like the facts that uh, later brought up, you know, being born in Bethlehem, uh, a Greek Orthodox many years ago. I mean, certainly perspective of the situation as it was before everything went bad. And uh, or as things went bad, I, I don't know if she can recall everything that happened at that time, but she's pretty good at knowing how the results turned out. Anyhow, the, the key thing is, is, as you mentioned, 
you know, the, the Shah was, uh, had worn out his welcome and had really done some pretty bad things in, in terms of muscling down on the people there, as you know. And uh, my biggest re- regret at that time, Lark, when I was writing articles to the newspaper, was that the Iranians needed better leadership than the Ayatollah. And that was who, as you mentioned, the CIA helped quite a bit by providing a lot of cassettes and giving a lot of support to him. It's kind of like what happened in Cuba when they tried to get rid of Batista and they put Castro in instead. The end result was a long, long, bad situation that got worse. Now, some people can blame the United States for that. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, there's a lot involved with that. But Well, let let me just add, uh, Steve, you know, this, this actually... This comes from convergence theory since World War II. I mean, these people, these so-called leaders that are trotted out before our eyes, uh, we're being whipsawed back and forth, back and forth. Well, you know, the Ayatollah, let's just say he was a communist. And let's say that the Shah was a fascist. So let's not forget Savak, S-A-V-A-K. Mm-hmm. I mentioned you that, know? yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, see, these people are being used to basically socially engineer us as a people worldwide. And the same with, you know, people make a hero out of this guy Dugan and then Putin and this patriarch Kirill and stuff like that. I mean, these are all bad actors. I'm sorry. You know, all these these damn people that are Zelensky in Ukraine and these, you know, we've got all these Jews, you know, in the positions of power today. Uh... We need to have some radically honest discussions, and that's really the only reason I called, because I want to hear more voices like Layla's. Yeah, well, you know, that might be uh, something we could uh, set up or, or do. Who knows? Uh, that would be good because, uh, you know, we always want to have different voices and people who have had experiences like yourself, uh, Lark, you know, they've been out there for a while myself. Uh, you know, Iranians, I have too. Uh, there are different stories from different people, of course, depending upon which way they broke in the, in the revolution back in 78 and 79. And, uh, you know, it, it's a tough deal. My concern, of course, was uh, a great nation, a great culture. The Persian Empire was lost to something that I think is, is really not gotten any better at all over the years. As a matter of fact, they almost had a revolution, if you recall, or they were talking about it. People were in the main squares and, of course, meeting again and trying to see if they could get their country back. And that was shut down. So, uh, yeah, it's been a tough one. Now, look what's happened in Libya. You know, we had a pretty good relationship for a while with Muammar Gaddafi until, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton and those people came along. And uh, now uh, Libya, I think we're going to lose uh, an alliance there, another a good alliance that we've built for many years. Well, not that I, I think what happened under Gaddafi should have happened, you know, but a lot of Americans have made heroes of this guy. He was a socialist, 100%, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and... Uh, I mean, this is talking to me. You know, what do we, what do we think of when we think of nationalist? I mean, does that mean socialist or just what? Because you want to know something. Socialism runs deep in American life. People actually think in this country that the government exists to take care of the people. What? You no, know, to squeeze the people is what it's been for quite a quite a while now. Well, as, that's because as we, know. we don't have representative government anymore. We've yeah. been taken over. We're occupied. We are an occupied people, and we live under martial rule, administrative, uh, commercial law. 
you know, laws, that, you know, that are really called statutes, which are just, you know, everything has been privatized. I mean, I've been trying to sound the alarm for years. Yeah, I know about you. About a certain subject that nobody wants to talk about. I mean, nobody on this mm-hmm. network. And it's just humiliating and embarrassing because I know damn well there's many people attached to this network, including all of its hosts over the years that are people of goodwill. And they're no dummies. Yeah. Well, you've gone into it quite a bit, and I followed up a lot on what you've had to say on communitarianism, uh, which has been pretty good. I want to get on that topic because that is a subject in itself. You know, I think the question is, uh, you know, what are we going to do at this point? I mean, how there's nobody, no good guys in this fight right now, friends. I am well, suspicious of what happened with that uh, IDF uh, you know, defense letdown that caused all this in the first place. That doesn't seem right to me for something for some reason or another. I know there, Patrick Byrne, if you've heard some of the things he said, explained why it happened and how it happened. Uh, but yet there, there do seem to be legitimate Hamas terrorists involved in a lot of this as well. And I can't quite discern it as, as much as I'd like to. Uh, is I don't think Netanyahu's plan to suddenly uproot a lot of, what, two and a half million people there in Gaza alone and find another place for them is going to work without anything other than our friends, you know, the synagogue of Satan, if you like, or the, the, the big Jewish banking cartel buying land for them in Sudan or someplace. I don't know how you're going to fix this. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how you can walk into this situation without a solution this big. I don't know how you feel about that. but Well, well, well one thing that I am not... Uh, a big fan of is, uh, you know, fast talking the situation in which I can't possibly be apprised of all the facts. Yeah, I agree. And that, Me too. that is a habit. That's a habit. Too many people, especially with handed a mic are prone to do. And this is not a healthy thing. Okay. It's just not, I don't believe a damn thing that comes across that TV. And I haven't for years. I shut it off through it out. And anybody that still watches TV I mean, you can't get through to these people. You just can't. And the same is true with much of what we see on even the alt media uh, today with the Internet. Uh, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it it's is. It's just embarrassing. And, you know, as a person who's born and raised here, I only know two things. I'm a man, and I was born an American. I was born and raised here. And let me tell you, what I see... In my lifetime, it's nothing to be proud of. I can tell you that right now. Nothing. Yeah, it has been a very, very slow slide. And then you and I are about the same age, and we've watched it all go down. Uh, It's gotten worse and worse every time around. And, yeah, I don't have a lot of hope about it right now unless the media becomes uh, changed. If if we lose our free speech, we're done. And that's that's what they're trying to do. I think you'll agree with that. One one thing where the people that purport to be uh, wanting to seek out the truth and, you know, one thing that they can do is uh, decide they want to have radically honest conversations. And you cannot do this by pontificating and playing, uh, you know, weekend warrior, armchair quarterback, whatever, uh, pretending like you're a general when you don't even have all the facts. I mean, I just, I just don't, I don't understand this. We have a lot of issues in this country. And let me tell you something. That's why I don't talk about current events. Because, I mean, everybody and their mother and their uncle and their cousin all has opinions, just like everyone's got an asshole 
And I'm telling you, we're not talking about the core issues. And that's yeah. that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It absolutely is. And sometimes, uh, as much as we look back to the past and see how it became the way it is, it doesn't necessarily provide us a map to the future either, which uh, I'm kind of concerned about. I think it would be a lot different if people could learn to try to uh, cooperate with each other rather than, you know, arguments over land, arguments over money. Uh, and, of course, the people who are holding the purse strings or, as you suggest, or even, I think, provide good evidence for are the people who are controlling ultimately where the economy, where society, where civilization, where news and where our future goes. Right. Well, remember this. He who wields the power of the purse wields the power of the sword. Yeah. Now you know the source. Now you know the source of all the problems in this country, right there. Yeah. Right, and I would think I would take it one step further. He who wields the power of the press wields the power of the purse, uh, to some extent, and that's where it's been going for a long time too. I mean, how can they talk us into shutting down our economy over an imaginary germ and wearing masks? You know what I mean, and doing all these kinds of things. If we had hadn't allowed Fauci to be around for the last 40 years with his lies, Gates, the whole people out there who are controlling this media and and have not been held accountable. There's actually a story I was going to get to real quick here. Maybe I could bring it up real fast. You might want to weigh in on this. Um, There is a Nuremberg hearing scheduled for the 9th of November in Costa Rica uh, that is going to be calling, uh, well, at least, uh, you know, Costa Rica is not that big, but they're going to be calling on people like Fauci, Gates, uh, Tedros, the rest of them, and uh, demanding some answers on the basis of Nuremberg codes. Now, we I don't know, uh, we have this lady here, and I, I don't know her name exactly, but she is actually very close to us. We're going to try to get her on, but there's a... Uh, there is a website up right now talking about this Costa Rica hearing, and she's with an organization. Uh, what is the name of this organization? Uh, well, her uh, her Rumble website is Zips Media, Z-I-P-P-S Media. And the uh, or, I don't have the organization here, but you can donate to them if you want to, and they're going to be one part of it. I'm only saying this is small, right? But at the same time, we are holding up some standards that I think are important. And Would you like is, me to weigh in? Yeah, go ahead. First of all, people don't understand the reality of communitarian law. It has superimposed itself upon America since 9-11, the creation of the Department of Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, the National Defense Authorization Act. Nobody wants to talk about it. All law enforcement in America is communitarian. The courts have been given over to communitarian law, and Americans don't want to know what this law is. I'm going to tell you who has been exploring it. A woman by the name of Catherine Watt, with a K. The Substack name is bailiwicknews.substack.com. I've mentioned it on air a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? She discovered communitarian law only months ago. Wow. <laughs> and she's a paralegal. She's yeah. working with these people, like the, the Reimer, Fuel Mix, and all these people that call themselves hotshot lawyers. I don't trust the damn one of them. I don't care who they are. The problem is that communitarian law works like lawfare. It's designed to work like lawfare. Okay? Which we and have so, a lot of right now. And so we have to ask the saving questions, the elemental questions. What is communitarian law and why should I care? And why are people having problems uh, going after people like Gates and Fauci and all these other criminals? Yeah. 
There you well, go. Could it, be, could it be because they've tied us up in a knot with the language of the law? I think so. I think you're right. Got to run, buddy. Got to break. Thanks, Lark. You bet. Be right back, friends. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. With remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm on to something here. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. segment here 
finishing it up here on Lightspeed. Uh, really a good show today. Some very thought-provoking calls. I do appreciate that, friends. And hey, you know, this is what it's all about. You know, sometimes I uh, do a lot of talking, like last week. <laughs> and sometimes I like to do a little bit, a lot more listening if I can. Great calls. Uh, as uh, Mark pointed out, you know, the underpinnings of this communita- communitarian government that are there are the reasons why things don't change. And uh, this is one of the reasons why I said get out and get active in your community right there, because this is where a stalwart of resistance can be effective. Um, I should mention very quickly, for anybody that's listening out there, they have moved the uh, application time for the low-power FM uh, application uh, process for nonprofit groups uh, back a little ways. Remember, it was going to end this week, and I uh, I told you it was going to be from the first to the eighth of November, and uh, I was uh, actually uh, well, it was corrected. The FCC decided they were going to give us a little bit more time, so now you have between I think it's the sixth and the 13th of December to get these applications in. So if you have a nonprofit group in your area, go to RecNet, R-E-C-N-E-T, RecNet.com. Get your coordinates in there and find out if there's a space. You may want to get one of these uh, construction permits to build a small, low-power FM in your area. This is one of the best ways we can communicate with our own people in our community, ourselves. Now, if you have, like, a church or an organization, nonprofit organization, you don't have to have the money, by the way, to do all this. And the application process is, well, it might cost set you back $100 or something like that. It's not that expensive, but it is uh, pretty easy to get these applications in, and then you get what they call a construction permit, and that construction permit gives you about a year or sometimes a little longer. They'll even extend that to get the station up and and running. Station will probably cost you about $10,000 by the time you buy the transmitter signal processor. You get your antenna set up, your antenna height, and it can be on top of a telephone pole or a cell phone tower or a granary or a big building. Uh, you get that all set up. They will uh, allocate uh, your frequency, and then you go on the air. You get your proof of performance set up, and then you are licensed by the FCC to operate on that frequency. Uh, we have one out here that reaches about 150,000 people. It's one of the most successful stations in the area, by the way. And uh, Now, you can't sell advertising, but you get sponsors, just like NPR or anybody else. Uh, you can have a company that makes garage door openers or something like that tell you, about their product and for more information visit their website or call a number you can't have a what they call a point of sale you can't advertise 99.95 or something like that or call 1-800 for this order right you can't do that but you can talk about the company what they do and how people can get a hold of it so it's almost as good as advertising and this friend of mine who had this station out here was even busted for making too much money you know believe it or not <laughs> they, they only allow you at that time it was like $16,000 a month and he was making a little over that and so that he had to pay a fine wasn't a big deal but he's still operational but anyhow RecNet, R-E-C-N-E-T. Go to that site. If you've got a nonprofit group, maybe it's a, a hunting group. Maybe it's a, a you know guys that are shooting guns or something like that. Maybe guys that's, that are picking up trash or feeding the poor. I don't know. You know, If you have one of these groups that's a nonprofit, you file for that application and you get the signal. And you're on the air and you can air bits and pieces. Of course, you can sales out, but you can actually air RBN programs on there. Friends, I, I, I've talked out, I guess. I have reported sick on the time. It's been good to be with you. Stay tuned to RBN right here. I'll be back next week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.
sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth. 